A year or so ago, here on the Twilight Zone podcast, we welcomed Rod Serling Memorial Foundation board member Nick Parisi, and he was here to talk about his then-upcoming book, Rod Serling, His Life, Work and Imagination. Now, since then, the book has been released, and I'm not just saying this, it is one of my favourite books on Rod Serling, for the fact that it covers really the whole breadth of his career in a way that we've not really seen before. We've seen little pieces of it here and there, certainly a lot about the Twilight Zone. And one of my favorite things about Nick's book is that pre-Twilight Zone era when he really delves into the things that Rod Sailing was doing that brought him to the Twilight Zone. But that's just one of many things. It really is a great book and I highly recommend it. But also, Nick Parisi is one of the driving forces behind Sailing Fest. It's been going on the last couple of years in Rod's hometown in Binghamton, and it's returning again this year for the 60th anniversary of The Twilight Zone. Now, I got together with Nick a few days ago to talk about Sailing Fest and catch up on a couple of other things too. As regular listeners will know, this year I'm actually going to be at Sailing Fest myself. So, in a moment I'm going to play that chat with Nick Parisi for you and we'll get a few details about what's going on. But on the other side of that chat, whether you are going to Sailing Fest or not, stay tuned and I'll give you a few more details that have came to light since I had this chat with Nick. And it's about, if you are going, a few more details on what's coming up. But if you're not going, how you can listen to the Twilight Zone podcast and maybe get a bit of sailing fest that comes to you, seeing as you can't make it. So, without further ado, let's have a listen to when I spoke with Nick Parisi. Well, Nick, welcome back to the Twilight Zone podcast. It's, uh, it's been a while. It's good to speak to you again. Great to speak to you, Tom. I'm glad to be back. Good. Now, when we last spoke, your book, Rod Sailing, His Life, Work and Imagination, it was about to be released. And I remember seeing you on Facebook, opening up the first box of books. And I just thought, wow, you know, the sense of accomplishment there must be amazing. So how's it been since the release and how's it been received? It's been really, really terrific. It's been, um, you know, it's it's been very well received. The reaction has been terrific from from really all corners. Um, I've done a, a lot of um, personal appearances and readings and things, and and the reaction from people has just been great. I've been able to spread the word about, you know, not just about my book, but about the Rod Serling Memorial Foundation, and and uh, the reaction has really, really been great. Yeah, yeah, and. I, I follow your Facebook page, as everyone should, and I see you going to these conventions and things and you give talks and you've really kind of become an ambassador for, for sailing and the whole thing. So what do you cover in that presentation? Well, I do. There are different presentations that I do. There, um, it depends kind of on the convention. The last convention I did was called Pulp Fest. It was it was a convention that's based on pulp fiction and old mm. 
old paperbacks, old old pulp magazines, and and the organizers of that convention, they wanted me to gear the presentation toward kind of the pulp roots of the Twilight Zone. So I went back and I I, I looked up, you know, the first appearances of, of a lot of different stories that Serling or others uh, adapted for the Twilight Zone, and I was able to get, I actually was able to collect some of these old magazines, so I, I had uh, some of them physically, and then I had pictures of other others, and you know, it was, it was fun to go back and see, you know, the first appearance of some of these Charles Beaumont stories and and uh-huh. some of the more obscure stories that uh, that Serling adapted like uh, like the valley was still that became still valley on on the Twilight Zone or mm-hmm. or um, you know of late I think of Cliffordville which was a, a story called um, oh boy Blind Alley uh, was called so you know finding some of these old stories and I just did a presentation on 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 that because you know some people the people in the audience were a little surprised to find that you know Serling obviously was was a fan of these things. He read he read the pulps when he was a kid. He he listened to radio and he read the pulps and he read comic books and 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 he was a fan of of science fiction and fantasy and horror from a very early age and that that informed everything on on the Twilight Zone. Yeah. I mean, I I'm a big fan of those pulp books as well. I have some of them, but they're just these gorgeous little things, aren't they? They you know, they put them together quite cheaply, but they just, they're works of art in themselves, aren't they? These beautiful little things. Yeah, the the artworks, particularly the covers, are, are really terrific sometimes. And and it's amazing. One of the things I mentioned was just, you, know, you talk about the golden age of science fiction. It's just, if you go back to those days, it's amazing that we're, there were dozens of these magazines, all different titles, Beyond yeah. and Amazing and and fantasy and science fiction and and magazines I had never even heard of. They were all being published at the same time, and it's just it's incredible to think that you can that at that time you had all these sources to go to for to for your fix of tw- of of science fiction. Yeah, yeah. I just going back to your book, though, Nick. I think the biggest compliment that I can give you is that I've got a shelf filled with Rod Sailing and Twilight Zone books. But there are a select few, like the Twilight Zone Companion and Unlocking the Door to a Television Classic, that never get to the shelf because they are constantly on my desk and not a day goes by when I don't pick them up (laughs) to look at them. And, you know, your book has now joined that little pile on my desk that never hits the shelf. I I think it's a phenomenal piece of work. And, you know, on behalf of all the sailing fans, I, I thank you for it. I think it's fantastic. I, I really really appreciate that Tom it's it's you know it was a lot of work and it was but it was a labor of love I you know I really loved doing it I loved doing the research for it it was it was not um, it was not work in any sen- in any sense of the word or any negative sense of the word it was it was just uh, it was yeah it was a labor of love I mean I would like to go back to some of the sources that I went to and do more research and I actually I, honestly I, I plan on doing that to, in certain ways um, <laughs> because there is always more to learn and and, and yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to write a book that, uh, first of all, had not been written before. You know, there's been so many books written on the Twilight Zone, and you know, the biographies of Sterling and everything. But, yeah. but this book hadn't been, hadn't been written before. Nobody had had covered his entire career in this way. And I was, and that is the. That I appreciate the compliment because that is what I hoped to accomplish was that people would uh, have a source that they could go to for for everything, everything Rod Sterling. Mm-hmm. 
Great, great. I, I think you really nailed it, man. So when you say you're going to maybe go back and dig a little deeper, are, are we talking a second volume here or are we talking <laughs> an updated edition? What do you what do you think? I, I'm not sure. I, I did have in my I mean, you can imagine but the first draft of, of this book was like was was something like twelve hundred manuscript pages and, and I think two hundred and eighty thousand words or something like that. So so I, I had to edit that down tremendously to get it even to the five hundred and forty pages of you know uh, published version that, that mm. it is. So so I left a lot out. So I, I have had in mind maybe a short, maybe chapbook kind of thing that could add some of the things I left out. Um, but one of the things I do want to do is that since I wrote the book, um, the one of the, the main source for research is, is the University of Wisconsin uh, Historical Society that has the Rod Sterling archives of about 81 boxes of stuff. Mm. And after I was done writing the book, they, they digitized – thousands of hours of Rod Serling Dictabelt recordings no and unfortunately I, I was only yeah, I was only able to listen to a few of these when I was writing the book they hadn't been digitized yet and and now they have been so I really really want to go back and just sit down and listen to as much of this stuff as I can and and who knows maybe something else will come out of it but even even if something doesn't come out of it I just want to digest it and just 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 to feel complete <laughs> you know, to feel like I really <laughs> did get the complete story oh <laughs> wow know? what a gold mine what what a gold mine that'll be yeah it really it really is yeah 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 now wh when we last spoke at the end i asked you um what your hopes were for the new jordan peele twilight zone and you said cautiously optimistic which i, I think nailed where a lot of us were so was that optimism rewarded do you think well, I, I have to be I have to be honest and admit that I've only watched the first five episodes of wow. the, of the of the series. Yeah, I am only halfway through. Um, after after all this time, I just I just haven't gotten to it. So, of the first five, I will tell you my my very gen generic review would be that I there was one episode I really liked a lot. There was one episode I hated. I thought it was awful, and the other three I thought were okay. Uh -huh. So I I. Don't, I don't think that's a great batting average, but um, but I do hear good things about the five that I haven't watched yet, uh, particularly the last one, which unfortunately has been spoiled for me, and I still haven't gotten around to watching it, Blurry Man. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I, I will watch it uh, like ASAP. Maybe even I'll get to it today. Um, so so I am kind of kind of still cautiously optimistic about these last five episodes, <laughs> and I'll see how, how, the, how the average comes out when all is said and done. Yeah, yeah. I, I think my favorite two episodes are in the last five, maybe my maybe even favorite three. So I think there's good stuff ahead, at least. Good. OK, I'm glad to hear that. Now, we're, we're going to talk a bit about Sailing Fest, but I want to ask you about a conversation that I think you had within, in the last couple of months with um, the great Earl Holliman. I understand you spoke to him on the phone. So how did that go? Oh, I actually spoke with Earl a few times. He is just what a what a sweetheart of a guy. He's just mm. um, wow. What what really? I can't say enough. He is so 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 accommodating and everything else. He actually called me because I had I had reached out to his agent to see if there was any chance of him coming to Serling Fest, mm. and he and he called me unexpectedly and and um, and we had a great conversation. He is um, he's I think ninety years old. Um, he's still mentally completely you know with it and everything everything yeah. completely sharp and everything um but he wasn't up for traveling across the country i mean he's he's living in california and and uh, so he wasn't up for traveling to new york but um uh, but i had several conversations with him and he 
um, he's a Sterling fan, you know. He mm-hmm. just he loved the guy. He really uh, he has nothing but warm memories of of the Twilight Zone and Rod Sterling. And you know, uh, it was just you know really really an honor to to speak with him. And and he's going to uh, he's going to be donating some signed photos and things for our our raffle at Sterling Fest. Wow, what a prize! What a prize! Yeah. So we're a month away from Sailing Fest now, Nick. But I guess in terms of importance, it's celebrating the 60th anniversary of the show, and it begins on Friday the fourth of October, and it runs for the whole of the weekend. So, what can you tell us about what's going on? Well, yeah, we are, we are celebrating. You know, the 60th anniversary is October second, uh, uh, you know, 2019, and so we're starting on the fourth because obviously we want to try and get it on the weekend. So um, we're actually this year. We this is going to be the third, you know, similar event that we're doing. Uh, we have done past the past two years, but this year we're, we've expanded it to to accommodate the 60th anniversary. So we're doing three days, and it's going to be at three different locations in Binghamton, all within walking distance of each other. Uh-huh. Um, the, the first uh, the first night or, or day is uh, Friday the fourth. We'll be at a place called Atomic Tom's. It's it's kind of a, a catering hall uh, uh, that we you know we'll be at, and we're going to have uh, that day for certain. We're going to be one of the things we're doing is we're having a dramatic reading of the unproduced Twilight Zone pilot, The Happy Place. Wow. So, th- so this will be the first time that people are able to, I mean, probably most people have never even you know, read it, obviously, and it was, uh-huh. was not produced as an episode. So uh, there is a radio troupe in Binghamton that last year did uh, a dramatic reading of um, a, a version of the time element, which uh-huh. is, you know, kind of unofficial Twilight Zone pilot. And it was great. It was really, I have to tell you, it was, it was, um, I was surprised at how good it was, you know, um, just to see, um, you know, just to hear it, you know, a radio troupe performing this thing. It's, they weren't acting. I mean, they were acting, yes, but it wasn't on stage or anything like that. And it was, it was really, really entertaining. So, so I'm really looking forward to this because again, the happy place is kind of, um, it's an important piece of Twilight Zone history that people have probably heard the title, but they don't really know, you know, what it's about or they haven't read it or anything. So, so we're going to be doing that. And we're also going to have certainly going to have a, a meet and greet with all of the authors uh, who will be mingling there. And at last count, I think on Friday there'll be something like eleven different authors uh, who have written Twilight Zone or Rod Serling related books. Um, you know, very briefly, uh, I'll be there. Anne Serling will be there. Uh, Mark Dewidziak, who wrote Everything I Need to Know I Learned in the Twilight Zone, he will be there. Uh, Martin Grams, who mentioned uh, Twilight Zone, uh, unlocking the, the door to a television classic, he will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Skelton will be there. I'm very happy to have Scott this year. He is the author of the only Night Gallery um, guide, uh, Rod Serling's Night Gallery and After Hours tour. He will be there, and he'll be doing a night gallery presentation the following day on saturday um on saturday on saturday we'll be at the forum theater in binghamton which is a beautiful old theater that we've had the last two um, conventions at and we're going to that day we'll be screening uh we'll be screening the three bill moomy episodes of the twilight zone uh, because Bill Moomy will be with us by satellite on Saturday just for for an interview, and uh, we'll be able to ask him questions. We'll be live, and the audience will be able to ask him questions. Um, right. So that will be on Saturday, yeah. And uh, and then we also will be screening the Night Gallery pilot movie uh, that evening because it's not only the 60th anniversary of the Twilight Zone, but it's also the 50th anniversary of the Night Gallery pilot uh, in 1969. So so we wanted to give a nod to that also. And um, and I love the Night Gallery pilot movie for whatever yeah, um, yeah. 
value to of the, of, the, of the series itself. I love the movie, so, so I'm looking forward to that. And there'll be a whole bunch of other things. I mean, a bunch of different um, panel discussions. One, one particularly, we're going to have, we're calling it a Remembering Rod panel discussion, where we'll have both of Rod's daughters, Anne and Jody, will be there, uh, along with Mark Olshaker, which is a name that, you know, maybe Sterling and Fish. Aficionados know uh, Mark Olshaker is a co-author of, of the Mindhunter books, which is a you know hit Netflix series now. Mm. And Mark Mark was friends with Rod Serling when he was when Mark was a young young you know teen teenager. He he met Rod Serling and became uh, Rod became a mentor to to Mark and um and you know they were friends until the end of Rod's life. So so he'll be moderating this panel with uh, Rod's daughters and a few others who, who knew knew Rod. So uh, so that I'm looking forward to also. And it's just going to be a three-day love love fest. You know, it's going to be a love affair with the Twilight Zone for three days in Rod Serling's hometown. Fantastic. And, you know, from what I understand, obviously this is going to be my first year going, but I've spoken to people who have been in the past it's getting bigger and bigger each year, but it's not so big that it, it's lost its intimacy, has it? If you go to a, a sign-in and a meet and a meet and greet, it's not just an in and out thing. You get a proper chance to speak with people, that kind of thing, don't you? Oh, abs- absolutely, and and in fact, that's something that we've been very conscious about. You know, there's been a a bit of a you know, there's a temptation to to make it bigger and bigger, and kind of, you know, maybe expanded pat outside of the Rod Sterling Twilight Zone realm, and kind of taking some other things, and maybe invite other guests who maybe don't have a quite exact relationship to the show and everything. Mm-hmm. And we've we've reject we've kind of we've rejected that. We we want to keep it keep it focused where it should be focused. And if it's not going to be the biggest convention in the world, that's that's fine with us, you know. Uh, there were about 200 people who attended last year. We're hoping, I mean, I'm hoping for twice that much this year, but that would be mm-hmm. fine with me. You know, just, we do not need a thousand people. It's, it's be fine with, uh, you know, the way, the way it is. And yeah, you'll get absolutely plenty of time to talk to, to talk to everybody and to mingle and, and all that sort of thing. Sure. It's uh, it sounds great. And I want to thank you, Nick, as well. Um, we spoke about a couple of things. I, I guess we won't mention them all yet, but uh, I'm actually going to be on a panel on the Friday, and I'm, I'm truly honoured uh, to do that. So, thank you. Can can we speak about that yet at all? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you're able to do it. I mean, this is listen. Uh, people here are looking forward to seeing you, Tom. I, they they really they really are. They listen to the to the podcast, and they're they're you know they're they're happy that you're going to be here. So we want to involve you in as much as possible. Uh, so yeah. So the the one uh, podcast the one uh, per- panel uh, discussion that we that we put together uh, yourself and uh, two other people, Wayne Gladstone. Wayne Gladstone. Um, he did a podcast called Intangible Quarters. Uh, just until very recently, he just ended it. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, all those all those broadcasts will be available online soon, and uh, that was focused on Rod Sterling and the Twilight Zone. And I, I did his show a couple of times, and it was great. Uh, he will be doing it, and Paul Gallagher, who he's kind of a veteran of of social media. He got yeah. he he started he started the Shadow and Substance uh, Twitter feed and blog back in the dark ages. You know, so he was he was like right. <laughs> He was he was at the at the the dawn of Twitter, you know. So he's been doing it forever, and he's focused on Night Gallery, actually. Yeah. Um. So, but 
the so the three of you will get together, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to just kind of hearing what it's like to to dis- to discuss the Twilight Zone around Sterling in this new era of of, of media, um, online blogs and Twitter and everything else, and what the what the fans are like, what it's like interacting with people, and particularly uh, across the pond. You know what what it's like over there. I mean, we're you know we're we're over here in the states, and we we have our own you know uh, provincial thinking. You know, so I want to know what it's like over there. So so that that's uh, that's going to be one of our one of our events on friday i can't wait i can't wait i mean me and paula have spoken once before i mean i started this in 2010 so i've been at it a while as well and but it but it seems that as every year goes by something else else comes up and i I think the twilight zone has really caught up with things like star trek and doctor who in terms of the the amount of people talking about it online which, which is fantastic isn't it Oh yeah, yeah, and I'm glad to hear that you say that because I I tend to think the same thing. So yeah, I hope that is true, and and it certainly deserves to be. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very happy to hear that. Good, good. So in terms of booking tickets and that kind of thing, what do people need to know, Nick? Well, you can just go to uh, www.rodsterling.com, and on there we have uh, weekend tickets. So it's going to be forty dollars for the weekend. So that that'll cover all three days. Um, but if you don't want to, if you can't make it for the whole weekend, you only want to come for one day or whatever. Um, unfortunately, we don't have daily tickets available online, but you will be able to get daily tickets at the door at the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, the the price the prices for daily hasn't quite been finalized yet. Um, but obviously, it was going to be less than forty dollars for a single day. And um, so, if you want to just come on Saturday or whatever it may be, yes, you can. You can come. You know, uh, come to the actual venue. And and as I said, the and the addresses for each venue are on the on the website. It's at rodsterling.com. Mm-hmm. They are all very very close to each other. And and the other thing I should mention also is that again, just about Binghamton in general. You know, I know, but if anybody doesn't know, it's you know, it's Rod Sterling's hometown. So it's um. It's got lots of Rod Sterling, uh, Rod Sterling sights to see. I mean, his boyhood home is there, uh, and it still looks pretty much like it did when he was living there. Uh, the the uh, the recreation park where he played and where the carousel is that inspired walking distance is still there. It's the actual carousel. It's it's the same horses that he rode when he was, when he was a kid. You know, they've been refurbished, but they're the same horses. Um, they just have now they have Twilight Zone artwork outside on top of the. Uh, the carousel but other than that it's exactly the same uh there's a marker in the bandstand saying rod sterling the creator of twilight's own walking distances there um his high school has a historical marker outside rod sterling class of 1942 i believe yeah 42 um play, award-winning playwright is out there um yeah so there's some and there's a few other places that can be seen so even if you come to the to the events and say you sit in for a panel discussion or whatever it may be, you can then leave and walk around town and go see some sites and come back. Cause there'll be mm-hmm. plenty to do um, around town and at Sterling Fest. Yeah. And I understand they're opening up the carousel, aren't they? Even though it's out of season, is that right? Yes. Well, we're still working on that, but it's um, almost certain that they will. Uh, there, yeah, it's normally closed this time of year, but they are going to open it up. So hopefully, people actually will be able to get on and ride ride the carousel. And, and I have done that, and it's uh, it's you have to kind of put yourself in that mindset, and it's 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 not, it's just a nice thing to do. Okay, Nick. Well, I've been talking about it for months on the podcast. I can't believe it's actually here. But we spoke earlier about 
you know, you going and doing appearances and that kind of thing. Have you got any of those coming up? Yeah, it's actually, uh, other than Sterling Fest, I'm actually going to be celebrating the, the anniversary at a bunch of different places. But um, actually, the night before Sterling Fest, October 3rd, I'm going to be at the School of Visual Arts in New York City. Uh, so that's real close to the actual anniversary. And I'm going to be there with two other authors, uh, Arlen Schumer, who will also be at Sterling Fest. He's the author of Visions from the Twilight Zone. Mm. And, Cor- and Corin Shadme, who wrote an upcoming book book it's going to be published right after sterling fest called twilight man it's a, a graphic novel biography of rod sterling that uh corn was nice enough to give me an advanced copy of and it i was really really impressed with this um you're gonna love it it's it's i absolutely recommend it and uh, and he put this this uh, event together so what uh, arlen and corn and i are going to be doing is showing three different episodes of the twilight zone and and talking about them and how they're significant in um you know in rod sterling's history and the twilight zone's history you know it's it's funny i spoke to uh karen shadmi two days ago and i read the book and you're right i really enjoyed it i'm going to be putting that, that interview out probably a bit closer to sailing fest um oh, good. and good. the release of his book but i was because i'm actually traveling to binghamton on the 2nd of october so i was a, i was a little devastated that because he said i could have went to that but i'll already be in binghamton but hey i'm in binghamton so that's the main thing so you'll be up on the second then so you'll be in binghamton on okay yeah on second okay so you can stay overnight second you'll be there all day on the on yeah, third yeah i okay. thought you know with jet lag and stuff maybe a day in binghamton to acclimatize might be the thing to do yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, but I, I really liked Corin's book. I thought it was really good. Me too. I am a little concerned, though. You just reminded me that uh, the second when I'm flying from England is the 60th anniversary of the Twilight Zone, and I'm not sure being on a plane <laughs> on, <laughs> yeah. on that day is a very good omen, but, you know. Uh, well, <laughs> it's not the anniversary of that episode, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> okay, that's a loophole. We, we'll get out of that one. Um, yeah. Nick, it, it's been an absolute pleasure. It, it's been great catching up, and I, I can't wait to shake you by the hand in a, in a month's time at Sailing Fest. Looking forward to meeting you too. What an absolute gentleman. Since we first spoke on the Twilight Zone podcast, he has become a strong friend of the show, a good friend of the show, and really become an ambassador for Rod Sailing and the Twilight Zone and everything else that he did which is really reflected in his book, which, like I said, I really recommend. Now, since we had that chat at rodsailing.com, the website of the Rod Sailing Memorial Foundation, they have put a more or less full itinerary for Sailing Fest. They think there's still a couple of slots to be filled, but it's more or less there. Like we said in that chat, there's going to be that panel about talking Twilight Zone, in the modern age online which i can't wait to be a part of and that's going to be on friday the 4th of october at four o'clock at atomic toms so that is basically my first involvement with sailing fest what's also come to light and what nick and i chatted about behind the scenes is another thing that i'm going to be involved in and to be honest i can't wait i am really quite honored to be asked to do it but between the hours of 5 and 7 at Atomic Tom's on that Friday, there's going to be something called The Twilight Zone Podcast Live. And what The Twilight Zone Podcast Live is, 
is that lineup of authors that Nick just spoke about, there's going to be a meet and greet between those hours. So if you've bought one of their books, or if you want to buy one of their books on the day and get it signed, then that's where it's going to be between five and seven at Atomic Tom's. But while that meet and greet goes on, I will be there doing the Twilight Zone podcast live. And what it's going to be is I will pull one of the authors aside. We will have an interview and the people in the room are going to hear it. But Nick has also very kindly said that I can record that audio. So if you can't make it to Binghamton, then it will be on the Twilight Zone podcast as well in this main feed. So you will at least get to hear that. And I'm going to be recording other bits and pieces as well. You know, the, the panels, I think, pretty much stay in Binghamton. But I'll be hopefully, you know, maybe recording some more in-depth interviews with people. I will be speaking to some of the listeners who are there. Maybe just, you know, walking around Binghamton and trying to share that experience with you, the people who can't make it. So the Twilight Zone podcast live between 5 and 7 at Atomic Tom's. Now, two hours sounds like a lot, but when you've got like 10 or so authors there with transitioning between each one, you're probably only talking, you know, 10 or 15 minutes with each person. So I'll have to think about what exactly that is going to be. It might be quite a quick fire thing because there isn't that time to get into it, but that's for me to figure out and hopefully for you to listen to when it works out. Now, if you are going to Binghamton, a lot of people have been emailing me saying, is there going to be a get together? Can we meet up? That kind of thing. And absolutely, I want to meet, you know, if you're a listener to the Twilight Zone podcast, then I want to meet you in Binghamton. And like I said, I'm doing an exclusive episode of the show where I've redone that first episode from 2010, where I looked at where is everybody? If you see me, if you approach me and you say that you're a listener, then I will give you a special little card with a link on it so you can download that show. But as far as a meetup with Twilight Zone podcast listeners, that will definitely happen. I don't think it's going to happen in, in a very formal sense, like I haven't got a venue arranged or anything like that, because quite frankly, I, I don't know what's there. So it's really going to be a case of, of turning up and seeing how it goes. But like Nick said, this is quite an intimate thing. It's not like Comic-Con or something where there's thousands and thousands of people. So pretty much if there's something going on with Sailing Fest, then that's more or less where I'm going to be and where other listeners to the podcast are going to be. So I think the best way to kind of organize ourselves if we want to do something else like go for a drink afterwards or meet up in a particular place I don't think email is the best way to do that because while I'm there, I don't want to be having to send lots of emails to different people. It's just, it's going to be too much because there's a lot of people who've emailed me. And if I have to send out, you know, 20 different emails to 20 different people, it's going to be quite labor intensive. And I don't want to be sitting there at Binghamton doing that. So what I think is the best thing to do, and I have mentioned it in the last episode, is if you are going, then download the FlickChat app to your phone and we can use that as a way to kind of stay in touch. So the app is called FlickChat. It will be in your app store. And when you go on it, you just search for the group, The Twilight Zone Podcast, and it's all one word. If you search for that, then you should be able to find the group and I've set up a Binghamton thread there. 
And I will also put a link in the show notes to this episode, which you can just click on, which will just take you straight there if you go to it on your phone. I don't think it really works on a PC, but if you go to that link on your phone, it will take you directly to where you need to go. And I think the benefit of that is I can just put out one message. Hey, we're all going to such and such a bar. If you want to come along, then please do. And it's just a really quick way of doing it. And I think the other benefit is if I'm off doing something by myself, you know, going for a wander through town or meeting a specific person, maybe if I've set up an interview or something, if you're going to Binghamton on your own, and I know some people are, it's going to be a way of you maybe connecting with other Twilight Zone podcast listeners. If you're at a loose end and say, hey, anyone want to go for a drink? Anyone want to do lunch? Anyone want to eat dinner? Then you can put in that group and people can make plans independently with other people while I'm off doing other things as well. So, so I think it's a really good way of Twilight Zone podcast listeners staying in touch with each other because like I said I'm not going to be on my email I want to be there in Binghamton and experience as much as I can so what about the Twilight Zone podcast between now and then well I was hoping to get another regular episode out before I went to Binghamton and I still might but to be honest the Twilight Zone podcast live is something that's only just come on my radar when I spoke to Nick the other day and I want to be prepared for that you know it's a great opportunity for me it's an honor it's a privilege to be able to do it so I need to prepare and make sure that I've got that planned out so if there is time I will get another episode out but if not then there is also an interview with the author Karen Shadmi the author of that new Rod Sailing graphic novel coming out uh, which I will play in a week or two so that's also coming out as well And then there will be coverage of Sailing Fest, which will probably be in, you know, one or two episodes of the podcast. So if you can't make it, then at least you will get a flavour of it. So that's what's coming up. And then after that, we will drop back to our regular episodes. So I'm excited. I can't wait for it. I hope you're excited too. And if you can't make it, then I hope we can bring a bit of that 60th anniversary magic to your podcatcher at least. So that's enough from me. And I will speak to you soon.